Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Kufya Dalit and Yevamus Esklun for a four Shlema for Yosef Ezreal Ben Chaya Michal and Elazar Ben Ruma. Yesterday we got down halfway down the page Toshma. We were discussing the concept of Katnoch on the Velas if the child is eating a Nevela, something not kosher, or doing any other Isram in a Torah, it's best and required to separate him from that, to, to refrain him from doing that. So the general idea is a cut on the Nevela ain't best mitzvah and lafir. So that's what we held, and that was the story that we started with. The Gemara when said that the Yitzhak Barbisna lost the keys to the base matter. She came in to a pup, pup, that's what to do. It was on Shabbos, and he said, let the kids go out and walk around. If they find it, they'll pick it up. Why would, wouldn't you be responsible to stop them from carrying on Shabbos? The answer is cut on the veil, same doesn't survive show. Now we're trying to bring proofs back and forth. Tashma halfway down the page. Ben Chaber Cohen, the son of a, a Tamil Chacham Cohen, who was observant. He used to go to his grandfather, who was also a coin, but the grandfather was an Amaharitz and didn't keep Truma Batara. You're not concerned that maybe the grandfather gave him some truma, which is tame, which is forbidden to eat. Um, but let's say when the kid came home from the grandfather, you found some fruits in, in the kid's possession. You're not required to separate him from the fruits and keep him from eating them. Uh, so you see over here, here's a proof that you're not responsible to keep him away. You're supposed to train your child you know, to keep the mitzvahs, but if a child is doing something wrong, you're not mechuyiv to stop him. Ligmar says, that's not a proof. Why? Because we're speaking about fruits. Fruits and vegetables is not a trumadar rice, as we said many times. Trumadar rice is only the five grains, oil and wine. Tashma, another proof. A child can nurse from a non-Jewish woman, a non-kosher animal. Non-kosher animal's milk is, is not kosher. We can't eat that. But if a child is doing that, let's say he's, he's nursing from a horse or a camel or something, you're not concerned Bionic Shek as well. Listen, he's he's nursing from a disgusting uh, non-kosher animal. You're not worried about that. Okay. However, you shouldn't feed him non-kosher food. The an, an animal that wasn't a kosher animal that wasn't slaughtered properly, a trafe an animal that was that had a mortal wound and was also that's that's literally a translation of trafa. Not what we call trafe in English, just trafa means an animal which had a mortal wound which is considered dead, and it's considered that you can't, uh, you know, not, you can't shecht it. It's shechting will not help, but keep it from tumah, but it won't keep it from being, uh, it'd still be in, not permissible to eat. She's got some ramatsam, creeping things and reptiles. You shouldn't give them that with your hand. You shouldn't feed that to him, obviously. When we call in Yonik, ma'am, but a child can, uh, however, they could nurse from these animals. Afila b'shabas, and there's any animal that has milk, uh, even if it's not kosher, you can a child can nurse from those animals even on Shabbos. And we'll talk about that. But But an, an adult should not do that. An adult should not nurse or take milk out of one of these animals. Use uh, eat eat that milk, uh, drink that milk because that's forbidden. We'll see why is it permissible for a child, not for an adult. We'll talk about that. Abishol Omer. Oh, what does that do with Shabbos? We'll see. We'll see. Abishol Omer has to do with Shabbos is because um, uh, nursing or let's say milking an animal on Shabbos. You can't milk an animal on Shabbos. It's mafarik. It's separating something from its source, which is a tolda of dush, of threshing. You can't do that. The kosher kibbutzim 
that have animals here, they have machines that do it or non-Jews who do it. There's a term for it because you can't do it. You can't milk an animal, that's mafari. As we'll see, yomek, nursing is, is, uh, is uh, milking with a shinui, not doing the normal way. It's not normal way you wouldn't milk an animal by nurse. You don't, when you need to milk an animal, you don't nurse it and you know, suck it out and then spit it out into the pail. That's not the normal way to do it. So we'll see there was, that's why they were moderate. On Yantif, we used to nurse kosher animals. We used to do that. Now, what's, what's the reason? We'll discuss all these details in a few minutes. Tanimias, but you see over here, Tanimia ain't kosher beyond shekets. You're not concerned if a child nurses from a non kosher animal, period. That was the beginning. Ain't kosher, we said, from a non Jewish woman. Non Jewish woman doesn't have a loch of non kosher milk, but a non kosher animal, you could do that. Why? He's, he's eating something non kosher. The answer is. Cotton, oak on the bales, and doesn't swing a fish as a proof, more snow. Hustle machine sakana. There could be it's different. It could be that normally you cannot, uh, you have to keep a child from doing something with Jusser. But over there, the child is in danger. He's a little baby, has nothing to eat, he could die. Yochi Gadol Nami, Gadol also, a Gadol boy, Yumduna. A Gadol, don't assume that he's going to die if he doesn't eat. You need, a, you need it to be checked and to be uh, uh, examined by a doctor to see could he. Could he hold out until uh, he gets a meal later on? He'll get something to drink. He'll give him a cup of coffee or something or not. But a child says, cut Nami Leboy. And so why a child also, we should have a doctor, let the pediatrician examine him to see if it's necessary uh, for this kid to eat this non-kosher milk. So again, when they didn't have Similac and formulas and things like that, if he doesn't have milk, the kid could die. And therefore we, therefore we allow it. So that's not a proof that in a regular case where a child is doing something which is also that we don't refrain him from doing so, could be over there, the child was in danger. And that's why we allowed it. So the Gemara then said, well, okay. Uh, and uh, we even do it on Shabbos, even on Shabbos, but a girl shouldn't do it. And then Abishol said, we used to do it on Yantif Lachachila. So Abishol, we used to have an animal, we used to have children nurse from kosher animals, let's say nurse from a cow or something like that. On Yantif Lachachila, if there's a danger, I feel Bishabbos. As we said, if there's a danger to the child, even it's for Shabbos, you're Machal Shabbos. Why do you say on Yantif? I feel Bishabbos. Not maybe either like a Sakan, if there's no danger, I feel Yantif Pastor, even on Yantif, it should be also. There's no danger. Uh, here we're talking about where there's no danger so if there's no danger okay so even on Yantif though uh, why do you have to feed him uh, why do you have to uh, do this Isser of Yantif it is still Osir to nurse from an animal on Yantif why would you do it if there's no Sakana so let's read it the Iketzara child is in he's, he's, he's suffering he's hungry the child is suffering this is considered as I said before nursing from an animal is a, is a mefarek, is which is separating, as I told of Dash, which is separating something from its source. And that's what we're doing when we take milk out of the animal. That's what milking is. And if you do it by nursing, not by normal milking, that's kalachiyad. Shabbos, is a skila Shabbos, which the punishment for being a Shabbos is skila. So it goes Rabbanan, the Rabbanan said, you shouldn't even do mefarek kalachiyad. In other words, on Shabbos, you don't nurse, you don't have a child uh, nurse from, a, from an animal. You don't do that. Uh, mother, of course, you could do it. Of course, you could nurse from his mother. That's that. Yeah, but that's not. That's not. Uh, that's a good point. But that's considered nor. That's considered a normal way of living. In other words, uh, you know that that's that's normal to nurse from his mother. 
that's not uh, there's no iser to nurse from his mother even on Shabbos because that's where a normal child a child lives. That's normal living. That's like you know that's like uh, going to the bathroom. It's like everything else. You know you're allowed to do that, but when you're nursing from from an animal, that's considered mafarek. And if you're, it's considered mafarek alachiyat. So Shabbos with there's an eschila to do mafarek in general, any malacha. So Rabbanu goes or even kalachiyat. Yantif the isralav and yantif ain't Shabbos hand All these terms of Shabbos apply to yantif except for things involved eating. But but the difference is that on Shabbos the punishment is skila. Its punishment is death if you <coughs> did it on purpose. Whereas on yantif it's only a sort of malchus. So yantif, which is a lighter iser because the punishment is only a, a malchus, but goes upon the the rabbanu were not goes there b'farik kalachriyad, and therefore they said you're allowed even to nurse lachatchila. A child can nurse on yantif from an animal, even though it's mafarik, it's mafarik kalachriyad. On yantif you're not allowed to milk your animal, but you're allowed to you're allowed to, uh, um, you can't milk because that's mafarik, that's regular mafarik, that's a malacha, you can't do that. But kalachiyad, nursing from the animal on yantiv is mafarik kalachiyad, and there are the were not goes Okay, back to our issue though, is kat nachon avails, is bez mechuyiv to refrain him or not? Are you mechuyiv to separate a child from doing it as a toshma? Lo soflum kishak Don't eat these things because they are detestable. It's an extra pussy. It says many times already uh, that you shouldn't eat these things. Right, um, uh, Rashi says, um, uh, it says, so darshan, lo sokum is lo sachilum, don't give it to them. What does it mean, lahasar gol malakanam? That, that uh, adults are mukhuyiv to uh, warn children not to eat those things. My lab to amalahu, lo sokum, doesn't it mean that they're, they're supposed to tell them, if you see a kid eating it, you're supposed to tell them, don't eat that. Lo, the list of that means you shouldn't feed him. There's two, you're not allowed to feed a child something which is also, but we, our, our issue is if a child is doing an isra, whether it's a malach on Shabbos or eating something that he shouldn't eat, or you mechayif to stop him, that all that means is don't give them to eat, but it could be if they're eating, you don't have to refrain them. Tashma, another that's also an extra positive. So that the adults should warn the children. My love, doesn't mean you see a kid drinking blood, don't tell him not to low. Below the same time, you shouldn't give him by hand. You shouldn't feed him the milk. You shouldn't feed him the blood. But you could, you don't have to warn him. If he's eating blood, you don't have to stop him. However, you can't give him the dime. You can't feed him blood. Touch my other book, Emma Bramarta. By the Konim, it says, Amor Lahem, Amor Lahem, Ben Aaron, the Amarta Lahem. What's the two Amiras? So here, Lahazagom Akanim, that the adult Kohanim should warn the child children also that they should stay in a state of purity and all the rules that apply to Kohanim over there. My love, Dumbulu Lokitam. Doesn't it also mean don't don't uh, become uh, don't defile yourselves? Uh, so you see that adults are supposed to warn children to keep the mitzvah slow. So let me die. Means you shouldn't uh, shouldn't make them tome on purpose. And I'm a coin should not tell his child should not take his child. Says I can't go into the uh, funeral home, but here you can go in, or you could be uh, you could become tome uh, lames for some others. You can't do that. Why does he have to tell me all these things? Don't. Uh, don't uh, feed your child shkatsam uh, and Don't feed your child uh, blood. Don't, if you're a Kohenim, don't make your children tummy. Hey, why all three? That you have to tell them, don't do it to their children. Are metame, even the size of an adosha, the size of a lentil bean, a small amount. You don't need a kazayas or a kabetza, a small amount. So shkatsam have a special chumrah. So a special chumrah. So there, maybe there's a rule that you can't, you shouldn't feed your children shkatsam. 
Abel Dam the Adik Rabias Dam has a larger measure. It's Rabias. Rabias the Dam is like a kazais of a heart uh, in in of a mass of a solid mass. So I Amelo I may think there it doesn't apply. You know Dam is uh, is lesser for this, sir. And you can give your child uh, uh, Dam to eat. Kamashma no, you can't do it either. When it comes to children, you cannot feed them or or cause them to do the uh, avera on purpose. That's more So I may think Shratzim does the, the Isra of feeding your children. Shratzim doesn't apply. Because everybody's also, all Jews are also those things, whether it's eating Dam or Shratzim. Abel Toma Emelo, Toma's only applies to Kahanim. There's no Isra for a Jew, regular Jew like us. We're all Yisraelim to go to a funeral. There's an Isra for a Kohen to go. Uh, so I might think that it's not also because it's only also for Kahanim. So there's no reason the Kahanim to keep their kids from becoming Tomei. If you tell me Tuma only, so Kahanim Shaimi, I would tell Kahanim are different. The Rebala Mitzvahs The Kahanim have many mitzvahs that the regular Jews don't have. So maybe over there, there's another mitzvah. Don't don't make your child Tomei. Uh, but Dam and Shkotsam and, and or maybe a regular Jew could feed his child who's not bar mitzvah, those things. Kamashma, Avahani, Emelotsvi. So therefore, he's telling me in all Psukim, the Psukim tells me all these things, whether it's feeding him Dam, feeding him uh, Trefus, Nevelos and Trefus, or being Metamidem, you're not allowed to cause your child to do it. If he's doing it anyway, then possibly you're not required to remove him, but we can't tell yet. Tashma. Now we're going to remove several proofs from our Mishnah. Back to our issue. Two brothers, one is normal, one is deaf and dumb. The Sue and Sheikh Weisbergs are married to two normal women. Okay, let's say the Cherish dies. Remember, his, the Cherish was married to the Pekas Solitution Drabonan. And the wives are sisters. Now, the Cherish dies, so he left the wife with the Kedushan Drabonan to, to his brother, left, died with no children. What should his brother do? He's married to the Pekas, he's married to her sister in a normal way. He's married to her sister in a normal way. So uh, now his sister-in-law falls even to him. It's even from a lesser. Even if she was fully married, uh, it would be a chosisha. But he, this, the Yavam is, is married to her sister. So she was, uh, she, it's a chosisha. Potter from Chalitza and Yibam. What happens if the Pekech dies? Now he had a normal marriage, a regular marriage. Now the Cheresh is stuck. Why? Because he has the Yavama falling to him from a Kedushan Daraisa, and he's only married Kedushan Darabana to the Piklas. Motzi is Ishtar Begetti, he's got to give his wife a divorce. The Cheirish has to give his wife a divorce. Because he's divorced his wife, so he was married to her sister, and it's Grush Zachar, now he can never marry his, uh, she, his uh, sister, Zachar Vasur Olam, she can never marry him at all, right? Because it's a Chosisha, Asura to him, perhaps always Asur. Am I, why do we say that the Cheirish has to divorce his wife? Let him stay there. A cherish has a loch like a cotton. He doesn't understand. He's not chayv and mitzvahs, right? So uh, over here, let him stay with his wife. So what? What's the problem? That his sister-in-law felt him. So it's his wife is a chos kukaso. But uh, so what? Uh, it's, he's he's uh, like a cotton. My message we get taste of gabe cut nach on the veil. So if you say cut nach on the veil, and doesn't survive free show, so let him stay with his wife. Let the cheres stay with his own wife. And it says He could stay with his wife, but the wife can't stay with him. She's a pikhas. She's normal, so she can't stay married to him. It's also for him. Anything which is also for the man is also for the woman. So here he has an issue. It's only it's also for him to, to be married to uh, to his wife because his sister felt him. His sister felt him yibam from a yibam da raisa. 
but you say he's a cut anyway, he's a chayr, so what? Yeah, for him it's okay, but not for the wife. The wife can't marry him. The wife's sister is a choskukasa to this poor fellow. Tashma, we see the reverse case. Two brothers who were bright, normal, married to two sisters. Fine. The the Kehbaltikas, he sends her away. In other words, his sister-in-law felt him now from a fusion rabbanan, but he's married to her sister with a Daraisa, so it's a Khalosisha and she's potter from Kleets and Ibam. Mace be Kehbaltikas. Let's say though the normal fella married to the normal guy, he dies. I mean, they're both they're both normal, but the wife, the one who's married to a normal wife, he dies. So now his wife fell with the Yibam Daraisa, Kedushin Daraisa to the brother. To the brother, again, he has to divorce his wife because the power of his sister was stronger than his marriage. Now he can give his wife chalitza. Why? Because he's a pikeach. He's normal, so he can give his wife chalitza. Uh, he can give his sister chalitza. He gives her chalitza and he divorces his wife. Again, why does he have to divorce her? After all, after all, uh, his wife is a Haresha. So she, what's wrong if she doesn't answer? Again, the answer is obvious because he can't do it. His wife can stay married to him because she's like a katan, katan but he can't marry her. Okay, let's, the final case will tell us where it's also for both of them. Again, it's all in the same Mishnah. One brother was a Haresha. The Pekeh was married to a Pekeh. The Cherish was married to Cherish, the Cherish dropped on him. Mace Cherish Bachresh, if the Cherish dies, my Aspia Bachresh, no, Taysim Shemachosisha, no problem. The one who's married to the Nisra with a uh, marriage Daraisa, so that marriage sticks, and the other one uh, is a Chosishto, so she goes out free, no Yidin, no Chalitza necessary. Mace Pekeh, let's say the Pekeh dies. He was married to a normal marriage, so his wife fell with a Yibam Daraisa to this Cherish, my Aspia Bachresh. Moses is to beget. He gives his wife a get. Remember, him and his wife are both Choreshim over here. Moses is to beget. He can never marry his sister in law because he was married to her sister, right? Neither one of them are intelligent people. Neither one of them are normal. Both the Choreshim and the Choreshim. They're both Choreshim and Choreshim. So why can't he stay with her? Why do you say he has to give his wife a divorce? It's like cutting off on the males. What do you have to force him out of the marriage? Cutting off on the males. They're, they're children. They're like children. And if they you do not have to separate them. Sure, is he can give the sister-in-law chalitza. Fine. Then he gives the sister-in-law chalitza because she fell with even the raisa. But why can't he stay married, even if it's all served him because it's a chotzkukaso? So what? They're both children. They're both charashim. So they're both children. Uh, no, you can't prove anything there. When people see them married, they will not realize it's because of They will not say, oh, it's because they're kind of anyway, let's not bother with them. They're not going to think that's the reason. They're going to think that the reason is, is that since he's married to her sister, even though it's a Christian Rabbanan, that forces the sister-in-law who fell with the Ibn Daraisa out of the marriage without Chalitza. And she needs Chalitza because he's not really married to, uh, to her sister. She's on there both Chalitza and Chalitza. It's not a real marriage. So when his brother died and his brother was normal, married to a normal woman, the normal woman, he has to do Yibmar Chalitza. And people will think, oh, you don't need Yibmar Chalitza because he stays married to her. She's, she's put her because it's a chos ishto. And really she needs Chalitza. And people will make a mistake because they have. So therefore all these proofs are refutable. All the proofs are refutable. 
But at the end of the day, that's the general assumption. Like we had on Kofi Dalit, like we had on Kofi Gimel, and like we had before that as well. We had before that in a normal case, is a woman believed to say on her own that her husband's dead? Yeah, in a normal case, she said, does he die? She wants to marry because she doesn't want to get herself messed up. If he didn't really die, she doesn't want him to show up one day and she'll be us. So in a normal case, she's believed to say, we had even, that Eid Echad is also believed, why? Because we have a call, Isha Daika she's going to check it. She doesn't want to fall. She doesn't want to make a mistake of, of turning out to be an adulteress. So you're going to check it out. So here, the mission is like, hey, Shafal, a woman went with her husband overseas. Shalom ben ben shalom bolam. There's peace in the world. There's peace between them. This is like unnecessary. Just telling you that Ubas Roman, she tells us, May Spali, my husband's dead. Tinasa, she can get married based on that. May Spali, or her husband died, and she has to fall even to her brother-in-law. She's believed. In normal case, we believe her. We, even, even though we said it's not to aid him. Isha Daikomitz, but the rabbi's word goes. Let's say Shalom ben Muhammad. Let's say there was wartime. She went overseas with her husband. They were in good terms. They went overseas, but there was wartime. And she reports, or or they were fighting. There was strife in the household, right? And now she comes and reports. Uh, so either there was a war in the world or there was a war between them. There was a war between them and there was peace in the world. My husband died. She's not in a mess. Why? Because we're afraid. Oh, there was a fight. She's just trying to, she wants herself to be ushered to her husband. She's angry at him. Or, or there was a war in the world. So what if there was a war in the world? We'll see. Mar is going to explain because Maybe he didn't really die, but he was in a war zone and she just assumes he was dead. She's not going to be checked that carefully. She knows he was in a war zone. The bomb hit, you know, uh, God forbid she was in 9-11, right? So we don't really know what happened. So she just assumes he was dead, not believed. But if you don't know, man, if she's never believed, Elam came bossa, even a regular, she's not Elam came bossa, boka, unless she comes crying, she's got torn clothes, she was in Avelis. That's not the case. She is believed, even if she looks normal, and if everything is on, if it's wartime or there was a known fight between them, then she's not believed. But in normal cases, they are believed. That's what the rabbi said to her view. Tana, shalom ben Why does it say shalom ben It's really not necessary. It's because we want to tell you the seifa if they were fighting between them. But it's in a normal case, you don't have to know that they were on good terms. In a normal case, wife is believed. Tana, shalom ba'olam. Why do we talk about with this peace? There's wartime. In other words, we give the exceptions of wartime or strife in the family. Otherwise, we assume we assume the uh, that everything is okay, and she's believed under Roman. As the ratio of the mission was not really necessary. my time What's the reason why she's not believed during wartime to say her husband? Because she just does it by conjecture. She said we came from we just came from Ukraine. They destroyed Maripol or whatever it says. So she assumes her husband's dead. Not the case. Many people escape. Right. Right. And the Girsa is the Amar Beredami the suffer. She figures Saka Bukhalani dicta. Everybody else was killed. Upal, you think with all these people were killed, you think my husband escaped? He's probably dead. So she, of course, he's dead so that she can get remarried. But the truth is, she doesn't know that he's dead. So therefore, she's not believed. And you say, listen, but if they're if they're in love and, and there's no fight in the family, wouldn't she wait? Uh, maybe wouldn't she wait to see the body? No. Zimnan the Mokhal of sometimes he could have been uh, he could have been smitten with an arrow, could have been shot with an arrow, or with a spear. The Savar of Adi Mesi, I saw him I saw him bleeding, bleeding out. He's for sure dead. He could have a some tree, but some people uh, heal, they have healing, they have a bandage or they have a medicine, 
and at first aid, and there was a doctor there, and they maybe they he recovered, and he could survive. So the reason why she's not believing in the time of war is because she figures he must be dead. I saw him in the war, I saw him wounded, but she's not really testifying about his death. What about in a famine? Is a famine like war or not? Right? The low armor, but I mean she doesn't conjecture famine. She says her husband died of starvation. What's there to conjecture? What kind of conjecture over there? A wartime, we understand. He was shot, he was hit with an arrow. She assumed that he bled out and that was it. But by a famine, you wouldn't say that. And therefore, she should be believed. I don't remember, no. Rav and Hamriya comes from, it's like a war. Why? That what happened? Because a story happened to teach Rav a story, to teach Rav a Yes, there was a woman. They just looked at him, and woman came for Rav. My husband died of starvation. He starved to death. Amrullah, he told her, he wanted to test her out to see did she really see him die or did she just assume he must have been dead? Amrullah shot her of it. You did a good thing to Shiva's Nafsh that you saved yourself, that you ran away. Salkadat, do you think about the Bahu Porta than a Pugisa? Do you think with that little amount of, of, of sifted flour, the shafla you left them, you did good that you ran away, that you ran away to a place where there was food. Because you think that with that small amount of flour he could have survived, he's probably dead by now. That's she that's how he led her on, you know, to see if she was like, go. Um uh, says, Mar Nami Ah, you're right, Rabbi. You see, I I also thought you agree with me that he couldn't have lived with that small amount of that meaning. She admitted that she didn't really see him die. She just assumed that he was dying and with a little amount of food that was there, he couldn't have lived. Then Rabbi said, Rabbi, it's even worse than a war. During a war, only if she says he died in the, in the attack. There was an attack, a bomb, and he died. She's not believed because she just assumes he's dead, even though he didn't, she didn't know for sure. But let's say it was a wartime, but she says, he didn't die. He didn't die of a bomb. It was wartime, but he died in his bed. We were in bed. Uh, we were in bed in the hospital or at home, and he saw him die. Then she would be believed because she's not. You know, she's not doing it by conjecture. She said he died at home. When it comes to a famine, she's not believed until she says he's dead and he's buried, because otherwise she assumes. Oh, she didn't want to see him expire. You know, she was dying of starvation. So you know, like hugger, she threw the child on the child. She didn't want to see him die. So she ran away. So therefore, when it comes to a famine, we're not, she's not believing unless she actually buried him. My post, what about, what about a, um, a building collapse or a rock slide or a storm and all the houses were wrecked? What about there? That's like Muhammad, because she figures yeah, everything collapsed. There was a tornado. Uh, he must have died. She, unless she says, unless, you know, unless she buried him, uh, we don't believe her. Because we say she just did it by conjecture. She looks the question. What about if there's a? And, that's correct. That's correct. People assumed it, and therefore, what happened? They couldn't. They would. They weren't. It's like this. It's like the 9/11 that they could not confirm they were dead until they had the DNA and the parts of the body and all that. Because people assumed he must have been dead. Twenty days passed. It couldn't be live anymore, right? All that stuff. That's that's conjecture. That's not re- proper reporting. What happens if there's an epidemic of snakes and scorpions running around? That's also figures He must have been bitten and died by now. But again, whenever whenever we assume that there's, uh, she could easily just say it by conjecture without knowing, she's not believed to say that he died until there's proof. Dever, what about what about a plague? What about uh, pestilence or a plague? What we have now? What about COVID? Amila, some say it's like a war. Oh, everybody was dying. You know, they had all those hospitals. People were outside and the, uh, they, you know, they had people in trucks and all kinds of stuff. He must have been dead by now. 
will say it's like a wartime. She's not believed Amidam. She says, listen, everybody else in the city died. You know, so he must have been dead too. And the days of the Black Plague, you know, and then uh, you know, half of Europe was wiped out. People just assumed the whole city was wiped out. So therefore, if he didn't, therefore she's not believed because maybe she didn't really see him die. Amidam, it's not like a war. Why? Some say it's not like war. The Samfi, because she relies on army people say there's a famous saying, Shev Shan and Avi Musa, there could be a there could be a, a a plague for seven years, the Inish below Shani Loasa, but nobody's gonna die before his time. If a man before his years will not die. Like you say in Yiddish, you know, Asadu uh, Yurin Salatan Lakeman. If there's if there's if there if a person was destined to live, he's gonna live with all the problems. So therefore, it's not that therefore during pestilence, if she says that during a plague, she says he died. So then maybe she is believed because people don't assume it that just because there's pestilence, people assume we saw him bleeding out with a sword across his, in his, in his belly, that she assumes, or she assumed that he was dying of starvation. He must've been dead by now. Other cases like that, uh, you say you assume or a uh, building collapsed, the whole city, a tornado knocked out the whole city, or something of that sort, right? Or the Hashem Nakrovim, or the snakes and scorpions uh, attacking everybody. But just a plague, we don't know. Yiboilu, what about this question? We say that if there's a wartime, she's not believed, unless she said he died in his bed. But during wartime, uh, you know, he could have been hurt and maybe he was saved. Maybe the uh, Red Cross picked him up and they saved his life. What happens if there is no war in the world? She reports to us that there's a war. She comes back, to, she went with her husband overseas. She was in Bosnia or someplace. And they had a war, and her husband died. Why would she lie? She could have said there was no war, and then she is believed, and there's no wartime she's believed. Odilma, or do you say no? Odilma, even the Ifsika, once she established that there was a war, Amr Badami, once when she says it's a war, she's just assuming there's there she told us there's a war, then she would do by conjecture. Uh, and amigu to say why would I've lied if I wanted if I was lying I could have said there was peace but once there's a chazaka amigu does not umar the chazaka does not come and ruin the chazaka so once it's established that there was a war even if she was one who established it she's not believed to say that her husband died because we assume she did it by conjecture and she didn't really uh, see him die so that's the whole issue over here unless she saw him death we, this is what we say that a woman's believed to say her husband's death because she we assume she's just reporting the truth, and she doesn't want to mess herself up. But if there was a fight between them, they had a fight, it was known, then maybe she is trying to mess up their marriage by committing adultery. Or if there was a war in the world, we assume that she's just reporting it without really seeing that he's dead, and maybe he's not really dead. Maybe he was injured, maybe he escaped, and therefore she's not believed. All right, we'll pick it up from this question that if she was one who reported the, the, the war, is she believed or not? That question uh, will continue with Tamar Mishnah from Tashma. Chodesh Tov to everybody. Be well. Chodesh Tov.